0: Do you know what time it is? It's time for The Workforce Show, where you will learn the latest news about employment trends, current opportunities, and innovative strategies for managing a career on WERA 96.7 FM. Thank you for listening to American AI. American AI, a new show to prepare leaders for the AI economy. I am your host, Professor Al Naqvi. I teach applied AI in American Institute of Artificial Intelligence, a Washington, D.C. area institute. And I think that we can all agree that we are living through some very Transformational and special times. If you look around, pick up a newspaper, pick up, a, go to any website or pick up a magazine, it's likely that you will hear something or read something about artificial intelligence. It is a technological revolution. And it's a technological revolution for which we really don't have much history to go by because up until now the technology that we are used to is based on systems and machines that we control this is for the first time that we are now developing systems what we call intelligent systems in a way that have a mind of their own and this technological revolution, like others, will have its own implications, its own ramifications. So, in fact, it brings to mind two um, very exciting examples in which technological revolutions became source of tremendous productivity for, uh, for for the human civilization. We saw first time when computers came out and automation happened, And then we observed that with Internet, which connected the world and brought us together and gave us the power to collectively respond to human problems um, by sharing information with each other. On the other hand, on the opposite side, we also observed that there was significant manufacturing job loss when automation came in in manufacturing. And we also know that internet created its own problems. So as we start this new journey, this new revolution, and a very different kind of journey, we need to keep a balance between our growth opportunities as well as risks, and especially if we look at the role that the government plays, particularly the U.S. government, not only just by introducing this technology and governing this technology and making sure that we succeed um, as a a nation and also as a world, but also by taking this technology and implementing in government in what you can call as the next wave of e-government. Now, e-government is very much related to the previous digital revolution. In some ways, we can say that, What we are experiencing now is not an extension of the digital revolution, but a new revolution of its own. Perhaps we can call it the AI government. So instead of e-government, we can call this as AI government. And this is an area that this show will focus on, particularly on issues of preparing leaders for the AI economy in government agencies, in the government. And I am very excited today to have a very special guest with me, Michael McGeehan, who is Executive Director of Strategy and Business Development for the Public Sector at Blue Pism. So I want to welcome Michael uh, to this show. Mike. Thanks, Al. Pleased to be here. Thank you for being here, and um, let's start by just getting some, your perspective on why is American leadership in AI important for our country and for the world?
1: Well, two, two big thoughts come to mind, Al, you know, when we talk about uh, AI, artificial intelligence, and to me, you know, AI is simply, uh, you know, high quality data, sophisticated algorithms, and computational power. Uh, but certainly very powerful and you know when I look at this it's around economic competitiveness and uh, the threat around national security. So there's you know, global leaders quoted as you know whoever becomes leader in AI will become ruler of the world So pretty powerful comments um, and recent projections of AI you know show that AI will add 16 percent or nearly 13 trillion to the global economic output. By 2030, again, extremely, extremely important from an economic perspective, expanding and reshaping existing industries through the use of AI, and also the creation of new industries that we're, we're yet to see in terms of where this will go. Uh, and certainly, you know, uh, from, a, from a governmental perspective, uh, national security at the forefront, cyber warfare, and the role AI will play uh, in defending our national security. Uh, and and to me, this is a little bit around you know increasing some of some of the operational agility, and providing assets and resources to the workforce so that they're better equipped to deal with these uh, future threats.
0: You're absolutely right, and I think you quoted uh, President Putin of Russia, who uh, said those uh, remarkable words that whoever. Um, whoever is uh, you know specializes in AI rules the world these are very very strong powerful uh, powerful you know words Um, and uh, absolutely that poses a challenge to rest of the world and especially us and you know we have been leaders in AI for a very long time and we have to obviously sustain this leadership why is intelligent automation a technological revolution yeah.
1: And, and, you know, why I'm excited about the role I'm in, you know, at Blue Prism and, and helping our government uh, work through this technological revolution is, you know, it's changing the future of work. It's it's truly creating a 21st century workforce uh, and, and really driving forward and, and, and building that uh, workforce of the future. So, You know very simply you know blue prism's a a, an rpa company but uh, simplistically rpa is the doing side of intelligent automation and ai is the thinking side and i would argue uh that in order to do this successfully at scale you have to be moving at the speed of the mission keenly focused on business outcomes the analogy i like to use is around the self-driving car if we think you know Hundred years ago, and can imagine a world, you know, of just the horses and buggies, no infrastructure, and we had the self-driving car back then. What type of infrastructure would we build? And moving forward, looking and saying we have a, a significant opportunity through the use of intelligent automation and artificial intelligence to shape the way we do work in the future responsibly. And how are we going to meet that challenge?
0: Thank you. When when you think about intelligent automation and when you think about strategy that should be pursued by agencies, you mentioned RPA and machine learning or AI. Do you see them together as far as strategic roadmap of agencies is concerned or do you feel that it's uh, one first and then this then something else or but at least from the planning perspective do you feel that both that agencies need to consider both? 100%.
1: And I think the key word is strategy, right? In terms of uh, RPA at its fundamental level is a a piece of software. It's a capability. Um, You know, AI at a fundamental level is all around data and algorithms. But putting those things together in a strategic way with the right risk controls and governance is a very powerful solution set for the government and any organization to embrace to meet the mission. Uh, you know, when we when we look uh, uh, at some of the, the, the challenges that organizations have, they just don't have the skill sets or they don't even have the, the people to do the work. So building this uh, capability inside of organizations, government agencies, is critical to the future.
0: Like you said, acting and doing, and acting and doing have to go together. Correct. Right, so acting part would be more like having a robot that, doesn't think, but it just performs something in in action. Let's say a manufacturing robot, but um, having the um, having the thinking part that comes with it is when comprehensive intelligence materializes. Correct,
1: a- absolutely. And and you know, as we look at the the future, at least from a, a blue prism perspective, those things have to be working in tandem, side by side, at the speed of the mission or the organizational goals strategy. Uh, with the business outcomes in mind, right, otherwise.
0: So how would this uh, um, intelligent automation revolution change the government? And also, do you see any policy implications of AI adoption by the government? Because we see a lot of RFPs going out, and we see certainly agencies very interested in it, but without the specifics um, these are mostly very open-ended type of uh, RFI's that give us more information on how we should think about um, our intelligent automation strategy. Mm-hmm. So, what do you see there um, happening in terms of from both policy implications as well as from the uh, from how it will change the government?
1: Let me start with you know changing the government. As I mentioned, you know I, I think uh, uh, the indications and in, in some of the uh, the work that's being done currently is showing that you know uh, the government is, is 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 very interested in this technology, right? And and getting their arms around it, for you know, use a, a a military term, you know, kicking the tires before we light the fires, right? So it's how do we how do we continue to kick the tires and learn a little bit more about this? But uh, it's this notion of human and digital workers working side by side doing the work of government. Uh, And moving the agenda forward. So, you know, enhancing productivity, you know, reducing costs, uh, the speed and the accuracy of the services uh, delivered, and truly enabling the workforce to do more with less. Things we've often talked about, but it's hard to do when you just don't have enough people. So, I absolutely see this revolution changing the government, the workforce, and the way work is done, focused again on the mission right, of the agency, of the respective agencies, focused on the citizen-centric or the citizen experience, at, at, you know, the government's accountable at the end of the day, um, you know, serving, serving the citizens and, and protecting us, right? So how do we, how do we pull this together in, in, in that respect? Um, and then to your question on, on, on policy, um, you know, the current administration, as every administration does, puts out a president's management agenda. And and, uh, the current administration has uh, several cap goals, um, which are cross-agency priority goals. Uh, The top three are IT modernization, data accountability and transparency, and the workforce of the future. And I would argue intelligent automation and artificial intelligence is squarely in the middle of of a lot of those uh, and and focus there. So I think there's a a, a push from the current administration to focus on this, uh, and I think the the community itself is is embracing that, and the contractors are trying to move forward with that. There, you know, around policy, there's there's additional guidance out of uh, OMB. Um, I think 1823 back in August of 2018, which another is a cross-agency priority goal, which has them shifting from uh, low-value work to high-value high work. work. Again, trying to take the robot out of the human and allow you know, uh, intelligent uh, or automation to start uh, filling some of those voids. Uh, specific to the uh, artificial intelligence, the uh, executive office in February of 2019 put out a, an order, you know, having the U.S. Uh, drive development of AI standards, you know, responsible and ethical AI is, is what I classify that. Reducing barriers around testing and development and trying to, again, light the fires here and keep uh, the, the US
0: in the forefront here. As as all of this planning is taking place, one of the concerns that I have is that mistakes we have made in the past, and is based on that, is that we start with sporadic or experimental technologies and then they come up and in a way we experience uh, technology proliferation and then we you know, take a step back and we see that how This has increased our total cost of ownership, and then we start designing models in which, for example, that eventually lead to shared services type model. And part of me feels that we may go down that path of, again, more on an experimental basis, starting um, becoming a victim Mm -hmm. or being led by what I call use cases, being led by use cases, um, instead of having a broad strategy our strategic framework within which we plan out a uh, long-term strategy to bring AI in. So um, assuming that agencies are at a planning stage at this point, um, what are some of the planning pitfalls they can avoid uh, by um, not going through the same path as companies and agencies both go through uh, by you know experimenting and then but then when you have to make things work together or scale, that's when you run into problems.
1: Yeah, Al, you're, you're spot on. And I think, you know, there's there's spots in the government where, you know, they are kind of kicking the tires in, in POCs and writing RFPs and RFIs around short-term contracts. And uh, I think most of the folks that are doing that uh, recognize that there are some quick wins out there. Uh, but to your point, how do you set a vision or a strategy early enough to carry you through beyond just the the POC, the pilot into production, and then ultimately to scale and do this, you know, as part of your your, your, your business, right? So, um, you know, we talk about uh, what we refer to as a robotic operating model, very much like a target operating model. So people process and technology. But the, the one of the main pillars in that operational model has to do with vision, vision and strategy, right? This is a a, a C-level executive decision top-down and and bottom-up. But if it's not thought about that way, and I think the the, the early findings and the early reports that are out there, that if you're not focused on that, you know, these types of departmental IT-type projects, they do fail, right, because they can't scale and then, the, the, as to your point, total cost of ownership becomes, a, becomes an issue there.
0: So listeners of this show think about this, that you will be focused on artificial intelligence one way or another uh, during the course of your career, uh, very, very likely, based on how these systems are coming out and how different, whether you work for the commercial side or the agency or government side, it, it's likely that you will be um, responsible for either implementing these systems or leading these projects or at least uh, setting the vision for them. And if you think about it, go back to 1996 when internet was coming in, and we had a very um, tactical way of thinking about internet in many cases we thought that we can uh, it's simply, just automating your marketing and you don't need brochures anymore. Now you can have a website. But then we recognize the power of internet that it would change the entire value chain. It will be new ways of creating value. New business models will be born and new types of companies will be created and new type of content and communication and networks will be established. So all of that planning um, goes on in the early stages and people who understood that they benefited most. So as you go forward and as you think about planning your career, uh, it's important not to not to assume that this technology will not impact you. it's here and it's here to stay. And it will it will impact all of us and it's also if you talk to uh, your phone, you're already, uh, using artificial intelligence. If you ask your par- car to park itself, you're already using AI. So, and just think about it, that how quickly things have changed for those of us who were in the workforce about you know 10 years ago or so. When they went to buy their phones, maybe a little bit more than 10 years, they wouldn't have asked for these features that can I talk to my phone? And when they went to buy their cars, they wouldn't have asked the car dealer that does this car drive itself. But now you do that. And that is why it's important for us to start thinking in terms of how we can lead with AI technology. And each one of us will get transformed. Michael, in terms of RPA, which is also at the core of intelligent automation besides machine learning, um, I think it will help our audience to know the importance of RPA and AI coming together to create value in the government, we talked about that before. Briefly touched that, but can you give some examples of how value creation comes in when these two technologies come together?
1: Sure. Uh, to quote a recent Forbes article, you know, RPA is the gateway drug to artificial intelligence. Ah. Right. So you know, uh, very interesting, uh, yeah. attention-grabbing type of quote. But but it's it, it's true. If we think about you know where. RPA and uh, in intelligent automation is getting its its uh, momentum from, you know, several years ago, everyone was focused on uh, uh, artificial intelligence, the consultancies, and big business all wanted to consume this. But part of that was access to the data and some of the algorithms, and just quite frankly, you know, having the resources to attend to it in terms of the data scientists and whatnot. so And the processing power. And the yeah. process, the compute right. power. Absolutely. Right. so. Uh, f- from there, you know, folks have looked at RPA somewhat as this extraction layer to get at the data to accelerate, you know, uh, the the momentum into uh, the artificial intelligence. So, very much this enabler where you know folks don't have to revamp all of their legacy system. In fact, some of our you know earliest clients are banks, and they they won't touch their legacy systems. Those are their customer assets. So. How would they overlay RPA to get at the data, to move it into more of a digital experience to serve their customers, um, you know, better and faster and cheaper? So, again, going back to the doing uh, RPA, uh, the doing side and the thinking side, and that analogy, um, you know, I think it's very important as, as, as we talk about this. And I think only real value is derived from the combination of these two, so the doing and the thinking side. Uh, when you are truly focused on the mission, right? Because why are we doing this? To make organizations and agencies more effective, um, the citizen experience, and importantly, last but not least, the employees, right? We haven't necessarily talked about the employees here, but the importance of making sure that the employees are ready to use this technology in a responsible way uh, to drive the organization forward.
0: Which means that in addition to bringing technology and setting the vision, there's a need to reskill the 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 workforce. Yes, it's very important to retrain people uh, from a different perspective because this is a change of that magnitude that will require a significant retraining.
1: A hundred percent.
0: Okay, and tell us a little bit about Blue Prism and um, you know in what ways you have uh, made a difference for the government.
1: Sure. So Blue Prism, uh, you know, to quote our, our, our founders, is about an 18-year overnight success story, jokingly. But uh, uh, we have been responsible for coining the term RPA mm-hmm. back in 2011, 2012, and have really you know, driven into uh, the industry with, with great success. Uh, pulling that forward uh, as the government has turned their attention to this in the last couple of years, we have a team here locally in Washington, D.C. that supports the government. We have a little over forty uh, some public sector agencies uh, in different stages of flight in their journey, uh, using you know RPA technology and co- commingled with uh, intelligent automation. So again, driving towards the the greater efficiencies. I say the majority of those are still in that kicking the tires, you know, lighting the fires. I think the uh, uh, the community is ready to move into. How do we scale? how we how do we get to the next level and and some of those things require additional policy uh, considerations as we talked earlier and the, and the like to to in order to enable the agencies to get there.
0: Thank you. This show is about artificial intelligence, and the things we would discuss in that would range from management and leadership topics in artificial intelligence, but also technology itself. Uh, we would talk to both the industry as well as to, um, to government um, executives and try to figure out that how uh, both ac- academia and government and industry can work together to move forward in a responsible way. In a responsible way implies that we uh, not only focus on technological innovation, but do it in a way that it's scalable, and that it's uh, it reduces total cost of ownership. On this is from the financial side, but also on the policy side, that it doesn't um, end up causing social harm or economic harm. Today, eighty percent of uh, trading is done with algorithm algorithmic trading, so imagine the impact it has on our financial markets and and in the future it will be even more. So we will discuss, we will focus on governance topics, ethics topics, but we will also discuss new and emerging technologies, for example, deep learning or reinforcement learning as they are applied, as they are coming out. We will talk about the third wave of AI or explainable AI as that comes in. And obviously our focus will stay on applied side, key takeaways would be things that you can take tomorrow and apply in your agency or in your business. And we will stay, even though we will discuss technology, and but we will stay at a level where um, you don't need to have background in uh, sophisticated AI to understand what we talk about. So this show is a unique show because it focuses on technology, but it also focuses on the applied side of technology and the responsible side, which we think is extremely important to make sure that ethical part and the governance part of artificial intelligence goes hand in hand as this, uh, as this remarkable revolution unfolds. Uh, I am here today with Michael McGeehan, and Michael, I want to thank you for excellent conversation. And um, you know, uh, you're welcome to come back for another show. And I want to thank you uh, for excellent conversation. I think you covered you covered a lot of important details. And I think the one of the key takeaways that you said is. RPA is about acting and machine learning or AI is about thinking. And when you combine that, especially from the perspective of workforce, uh, from the perspective of work automation, it creates that magic where you can get um, tremendous benefit from thinking about business processes, uh, process automation and figuring out how these technologies um, for that includes Artificial intelligence-based technologies, uh, including expert systems, including process mining, RPA, and machine learning, they all come together to create this uh, wonderful new world for us. I want to thank uh, you, Michael, thank and you, I want to thank the listeners uh, for this show. This is a weekly show, and we will be back with you next week with uh, more and um, exciting Um, coverage of uh, this uh, very powerful and exciting times in artificial intelligence thank you thank you you for tuning in to the Workforce Show this interview and others can be found at WERA.FM or at CareerCentralOnline.com thank you for listening until the next time